It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is The Larry Kudlow Show. By the way, um, WABCradio.com. You can live stream us all across the country. We are also syndicated. And we welcome to the show first-time Senator Cynthia Lummis, the great state of Wyoming, which has many wonderful things, but among them it has oil and gas and coal, if I'm not mistaken. Senator Lummis, welcome. Thanks, Larry. Uh, absolutely. Wyoming is the largest exporting state mm. of its um, energy. Um, other states like Texas and North Dakota produce a little more than we do, but they also consume more of what they produce. Uh, because of our small population, uh, Wyoming sends a lot of its energy to other states. Well, we need Wyoming. We need all those states. We need to drill, drill, drill. Senator, I'll just bring you up to speed. I've been talking in the first half hour, this business of war finance. You know, Putin finances his war uh, because he's making profits at high oil prices. (laughs) And so the Biden policy of restricting oil and gas drilling is probably the stupidest thing imaginable, particularly right now. And especially because the science is all wrong on climate change, but that's a separate segment. So I want to sanction the central bank and sanction all its commercial banks to cut off his cash flow, his payments cash flow. And then I want to drill, drill, drill. Now, I want to get your take on this. Um, Biden, I'm reading a headline from The New York Times. I, I don't advocate reading The New York Times, but in this particular case, Biden administration halts new drilling. In legal fight over climate change, the Interior Department is pausing new federal oil and gas leases and permits after a judge blocked the government from weighing the cost of climate change. And Senator Lummis, as you know well, this is all about this social cost of carbon where we're supposed to measure pipeline impacts upstream, downstream. They're saying $51 for every ton of carbon dioxide. Um, the Trump administration had it at 7 Obama was 51. Um, we had our EPA director on last night on the, on the Fox Business Show. Uh, they actually, the Bidens wanted to be above 51. But it's all nonsense. But here's the point. They're, we're stopping all new drilling at the worst possible time. The worst possible time. And furthermore, uh, we are now, uh, having been energy independent, Uh, under the Trump administration, the United States is now buying oil from Russia. Mm -hmm. Uh, We, by cutting off uh, the Keystone Pipeline as one of President Biden's first acts as president, cut off our ability to produce more oil uh, than Russia is exporting. So we could have, by building the Uh, Keystone Pipeline, we could have uh, supplanted um, the supply of oil uh, that Russia is exporting 
uh, in a way that gives some breathing room uh, to the European countries that are reluctant to cut Russia out of the SWIFT system uh, because they're concerned that not only do we hurt Russia, but uh, we hurt Europe. And indeed, because now we're buying oil from Russia, we even hurt ourselves as Americans. Um, These policies, the rest of which you just named, uh, failing uh, to uh, approve permitting uh, and drilling on federal uh, land uh, is absolutely stupid. I mean, can you? You're right. That's the only word I can think. Can you imagine? So Putin has gone to war with Ukraine. Putin's really going to war with the United States. Putin wants to bring us down. He wants to break up NATO. He wants to break up the European Union. He's probably going to go after Lithuania after he takes over the Ukraine, if he takes over the Ukraine. But I'm just saying, can you imagine a stupider policy? So using this social cost of carbon, which is not proven, they're wild estimates just all to price out, all to price out uh, building new pipelines and drilling oil and gas uh, on federal lands. I mean, isn't that the timing couldn't be worse, Senator Lummis. That's the point I'm making. And, 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 and Russia is making huge profits as the price of oil keeps going up because, you know, we could have – we got to over 13 million barrels a day, as you well know. We could have been, you know, moving towards 14 million barrels a day and 15 million barrels a day the year after next. That's what the industry told me when I was in the White House. Now that's all stopped. So the price of oil is way up and Putin's war finance benefits. And the United States could, as Jim Saki said the other day, open the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, mm. but that's only about a 30-day supply. Mm. So it buys us uh, a very small amount of time compared to where we could have been had uh, the Trump administration policies towards energy remained in place. So look at the short amount of time that it took the Biden administration uh, to uh, cripple uh, our own country with regard to energy independence and how long it takes to reverse that. Um, At the same time, uh, the uh, environmental agenda that is so extreme that's being implemented uh, by the Biden administration um, has put us in a position of buying foreign oil, uh, not being in a position to be energy independent, uh, reducing our ability to export uh, energy to other countries uh, where we could enjoy the benefits of those high prices to benefit our own economy and where we could use our energy exports um, to uh, soften the impact of this Russia aggression uh, elsewhere in the world. And incidentally, as you know, our liquid uh, natural gas is the highest quality, much higher quality than Russian natural gas, much higher quality. Absolutely right. It it is two to three times cleaner uh, than Russian natural gas. So 
the environmental community in the United States uh, has helped put off limits uh, the cleanest natural gas uh, known to man uh, in quantities uh, that we can consume and export. And of course, natural gas is by far the cleanest burning hydrocarbon. And then uh, they have enabled uh, Russia to uh, use and export its dirty uh, natural gas. So uh, we have countries that uh, are the big contributors to uh, greenhouse gases, Eastern Europe, India, China, uh, getting more dependent, more dependent on coal and dirty natural gas, while our cleaner Western coal, which is very low sulfur, uh, and our much cleaner uh, natural gas uh, remains in the ground. Mm. If, if, if a person really believed uh, that climate change uh, is real, that it's an existential threat, uh, that we have an extreme obligation uh, to solve these problems, we should be helping India and Eastern Europe uh, reduce their carbon footprint because we could make much more headway moving the needle to clean up the air by helping them mm. than the very small incremental changes uh, that can be produced in the United States because we have uh, among the cleanest air in the world. So um, besides cutting off the XL pipeline, and by the by, I know you've, uh, you keep bugging uh, Jennifer Granholm at the uh, Energy Department to give you an estimate on the job loss from Keystone XL cancellation, but she won't. Um, as an old Washington hand, well, you are too. <laughs> Don't hold your breath, but it's a good cause. It's a very good cause. Um, cut off the XL pipeline. They've they stopped, you know, um, they've stopped the uh, Anwar and the Willow in Alaska. I mean, so basically they've stopped drilling in Alaska. They promised it was okay. They stopped it. Um, now... Besides this social cost of carbon and the pause in federal oil and gas leases, Senator Lummis, there's a new one. Uh, I'm told, and it's a very good source, it's an impeccable source, that this Jennifer Granholm, Secretary of Energy, she is now sitting on six applications or authorizations for LNG exports. Six. Four of them come out of the Gulf of Mexico that would go to Europe and then two of them owned by American companies drilling in Mexico would go to Asia. She is sitting on them. She will not authorize these projects. And this comes at exactly the moment where we want to reassure our European partners, friends, I guess they're our friends, that we can provide them with LNG exports and, as you say, clean LNG exports and cheaper LNG exports. She is sitting on them. Senator Lummis, and I think somebody should raise holy hell about this. Well, thanks for letting me know. Uh, I was unaware of that, and uh, when we get back to Washington on Monday, we're going to pick up that issue and run with it. That is the easiest, quickest response 
uh, that the Biden administration should be making uh, in response to the Russia in, uh, uh, war in Ukraine. Yep. Um, if we want to uh, encourage um, our allies, our NATO allies, uh, to kick Russia out of SWIFT, mm-hmm. um, and they're worried about uh, the effect on themselves uh, for supplies of energy, if um, Secretary Granholm would just quickly, uh, immediately approve all of those, uh, that would be tremendous assurance uh, to Europe uh, that we've got their back. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's a, a trust me on this, is unimpeachable. The, the source is, un, my mole is the best mole imaginable, and she's just sitting on six applications for LNG exports. And as I say, Four of them from the Gulf would go directly to Europe. So that's uh, that's uh, something that can be worked on. Um, one other point I want to raise. I know you got to jump, um, Cynthia Lummis, and you're, you're, I'm so grateful that you could come on because of your knowledge of all this. Um, you were very tough, uh, correctly tough, on this um, Raskin woman uh, nominated to be the Fed's top bank supervisor. And she has a lot of hanky-panky to answer for in her fintech company, uh, which you've uh, nailed her for. And my friend Pat Toomey, who actually led the walkout on the banking committee, which is really a brave action. But she also, I mean, just quickly this point I want to make. She is a radical green who wants, if she gets into this job, uh, Sarah Bloom Raskin would attempt to use the Fed's uh, powers, even though it would be it's not supposed to be anything close to the Fed, to take uh, you know allocate credit away from the fossil fuel industry, allocate credit away from the fossil fuel industry. This would be another example of Biden destroying fossil fuels at exactly the moment when we need them the most. So now, Raskin, can you beat her? You know the. And, and her position on uh, the Fed's role uh, in environmental policy uh, is the big problem mm-hmm. for her appointment. She has written uh, extensively enough uh, that she does believe that there's a role for the Federal Reserve uh, in um, climate policy. Uh, is the larger reason uh, that she has so little support mm-hmm. uh, within the Republican conference. So um, one of the reasons that uh, uh, Senator Toomey uh, wanted to um, prevent the committee from moving forward by uh, not showing up at the meeting was he wanted to move forward with the other uh, candidates mm-hmm. and have a vote on them, up or down. Uh, but then leave the Raskin um, nomination um, for a later date so we could do more um, research and backgrounding and and understanding uh, of um, her true intentions with regard to using the Fed as a uh, climate Mm. regulator. Mm -hmm. Uh, but um, the chairman of the committee, Sherrod Brown, um, didn't want to move forward without Raskin. And so that was what precipitated 
um, the Republican uh, decision not to come to the hearing. I'm hoping that Senator Brown and, and Senator Toomey can work that out and that we can move forward on the other Fed nominees. Uh, but the Fed's role is dual, of course. Uh, and by having mission creep at the Fed, uh, where uh, access to the Fed window, uh, Fed dollars can be um, bent uh, in ways that prevent right. fossil fuel from being funded or other social policies, um, it is changing the mission mm. uh, of the Federal Reserve uh, away from employment and preventing inflation. So, um, and, and and if we were doing a great job uh, on those two issues, um, <laughs> that would be one thing. But actually, we're not doing a good job on those issues as well. We need to keep our focus at the Fed on its dual mission and not add complications um, and and take our eye off the ball of the dual mandate of the Fed. Well, ironically, uh if she, you know, used a climate change club to stop fossil fuels, she would be adding to inflation once again. Oh, right. I mean, absolutely that, right. that's the irony of her position. Not only is it, as you say, correct. Look, I started my career in 1973 at the New York Fed and open market <laughs> operations. And I followed it ever since, including when I was director of the NEC. I'd meet with Jay Powell, uh, you know, a couple of times a month for lunch. So you're exactly right. There's no mandate on climate change. But if, if she comes and does this, she'll wreck the other mandate, which is real. And that's to hold inflation down, which is public enemy number one now. I mean, it's just and, incredible. And we can look at what the Biden administration appointees have already done uh, on climate issues and point to that and say every decision where they had a binary choice, an either or choice, they have chosen the wrong policy. Mm. I can't think of a single instance mm. where the Biden administration, faced with a choice, has made the right choice. That is correct. So, uh, so I, history uh, uh, over the last 13 or 14 months um, informs the decision that um, these people are uh, ideologues uh, that are bent to change social policy, even if it destroys every other policy mm -hmm. uh, that keeps this country strong. Senator, I know you have to run. Uh, Senator Cynthia Lummis of the great state of Wyoming, we really appreciate your time and your insights, ma'am, and hope to talk soon. Thanks ever so much. Larry Kudlow.